What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Joseph Orr Podcast from the JV Podcast Network. Second episode this week, but you guys know why. It's because The Bachelor blessed us with two episodes this week. We rem- remember, we had three hours on Monday, and we had another full episode, two hours just last night on Wednesday. I'm recording this on Thursday morning. So without further ado, enjoy this nice, smooth jazz, and enjoy for the second time this week, another most dramatic Bachelor recap. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the most dramatic Bachelor recap, episode six. It is the second one this week. We had, remember, three hours on Monday blessed with the second episode on Wednesday. So two recaps, two podcasts this week, talking all about The Bachelor. So before I dive into this episode, as always, let's go over last episode's power rankings. I had Victoria F. at number one, uh, Madison at number two, Hannah Ann at number three, and Victoria P. at number four. Okay, let's dive into this episode. So it starts with the girls sort of at, not a round table, but they're all sitting at a table together talking. Of course, McKenna's not talking, but she is crying. She's crying and talking. Uh, Victoria P., she wasn't looking right into the camera, but gave a very like Jim Halpert look. Like she starts crying and she's like, just kind of rolls her eyes. If she would have been looking right at the camera, it would have been very Jim Halpert-ish. No one can really stand McKenna and all of her crying and all of her drama. Victoria F. does a little side talking head here, and she's just like mocking McKenna, just like going at her. I'm like, okay, Victoria F., you just kind of do your thing. She's like, I just really want to spend time with him, and it's just really hard. Like, I just, I just need a chance. And Victoria F. is like, shut the fudge up. Like, that's kind of what she said. Anyways, one-on-one with Hannah Ann. They're in Santiago, Chile. They have this little intimate day date. They're walking around, holding hands. They did some dancing, taking in some of the culture. Um, They were checking out some really pretty sights, just being intimate, holding each other close. Uh, Then the night portion of the date, the formal uh, portion of the date, it was kind of weird. It really kind of started out, it sort of felt like an interview. Peter was kind of asking her, Questions like it was an interview, like it was a questionnaire or something like that. Uh, Hannah Ann earlier in the day said that she had never been in love. And Peter is asking her like, hey, how how do you know this is for you? If you've never been in love before, you say you're starting to fall for me. You have these feelings. How do you know you're feeling what you say that you're feeling? Um, And Peter's starting to question the relationship. I thought it was pretty strong. I didn't think it was the strongest, but uh, he's definitely starting to question the relationship. So as Hannah Ann does, and pretty much as how everyone has done, she starts crying. And everyone at home, including me, all of us are watching, are like, oh God, here we go. This is going to be ridiculous. But Peter has been the complete opposite. He totally just eats it up. She gets the rose, they kiss, and all of a sudden they're good. All all these questions that really kind of sort of went unanswered and that he was uneasy about and all all these things that he was questioning, she started crying and he continues to reward drama. I know for a fact now that if I ever see Pilot Pete, especially in an airport, I'm going to go up to him and tell him that he was my inspiration to become a pilot to, to go to school to become a pilot, even though that's not what I'm doing, I'm going to start crying. And then all of a sudden, 
I'm going to have a lot of flight vouchers with a companion pass, and I'm going to be going to Hawaii a lot. That's my game plan, and I kind of, I mean, I hope it happens. And you guys should too, because maybe you'll be on the companion pass one time. Who knows? But uh, I'm going to play it out, see how it goes. But yeah, he continues just to reward drama. Uh, back at the hotel, Victoria F., we learn that she gets another one-on-one. -on -one. She's a star. She continues to rise. Another group date. Um, everyone else was on the group date card other than Victoria F., Group date. They're on the set of this Mexican soap opera. They're assigned roles and they're starring. They're just like doing scenes in, in this little soap opera set. It was actually really funny. Uh, and it was just as bad as you'd think. It was actually a lot more like a porno. Like Sydney was dressed up as a sexy nurse. And I'm like, where does this fit into the storyline? Unless she starts taking her clothes off and doing weird things to Peter and the other girls. Um, and I didn't know nurses made house calls anymore. I, I, I guess... Um, the healthcare in South America is just a little better than it is here, but I didn't know nurses made house calls anymore unless you pay a lot up front and tip. Uh, okay. And then Chris Harrison makes an epic cameo. Chris Harrison's my hero. Just an epic cameo by Chris Harrison. Mustache and all. It was great. Cocktail hour of the group date. Victoria P. and Peter talk one-on-one. -on -one. Peter feels that there's been a drop-off after their initial really strong connection. And Peter says that he feels that she feels more confident in the relationship than he does. So he thinks this is sort of one-sided, like Victoria P. likes the relationship, likes where it's progressing, but Peter isn't in that same spot. And then he's like, I don't know if I see you as my wife. I don't think I see you as my wife. I just don't feel it in my gut. And Peter walks her out. And just like that, Victoria P., who was once, I'd have to go back, she was definitely top two in my power rankings, if not number one for at least one of the weeks, is now gone. I mean, I was in complete shock in front of my television watching this. I just could not believe Victoria P. was gone. Just like that, not even in a rose ceremony. On the group date cocktail hour, she's just gone. Back at the house, Tammy is confronting McKenna. She's like, are you even ready for marriage? You're immature. Like, just really going at her. Um, group date Rose, though, goes to Madison. Uh, no surprise here. Madison is on a very... Remember, they hit it off real quick. And she was thrown into a crazy situation being at the Peter's parents' marriage vow re renewal. That was huge. That was, that was a lot of pressure, especially for the first date. You're still trying to get to know Peter, and all of a sudden, you're with him while he's running the show here at his parents' vow renewal, a very intimate situation, a very personal and uh, situation You know, with his parents, you know, his family. Um, so Madison's been on a good gradual incline. I like where she's going because she's not rising too fast. She's not coming out of nowhere. They've just been really, really solid and building each and every time. So I really like where Madison is at. No surprise, they had a great one-on-one -on -one interaction during the group date uh, cocktail hour. Then the one-on-one -on -one with Victoria F. Um, they go, they're you know riding horses. They have this big lunch. They're you know Peter's eating all this meat off the city. It looks amazing and maybe super hungry. Uh, then Victoria F. She starts to cry. She's having a tough time. She's like, this is just a lot for her. She's saying that it's a lot for her. And once again, I, I've been over this. I really kind of give you the benefit of the doubt 
for once in the season when, you know, I get you're emotional and I'm not saying, you know, you cry once and then you're done. That's not what I'm saying. But when the reason that you're crying is that it's just a lot for you and, you know, sharing you and all these other things, it's like, this is the bachelor. You understand what you signed up for. And the reason is I give you, you know, that, you know, in my eyes, that one chance is because you can mentally or physically prepare for something as much as you want. You could be in the best shape ever. You could take 100 jump shots, kick 100 field goals, whatever it is, but you don't know how you're going to react when you're in different circumstances, when you're actually in the moment. So you can prepare mentally all you want for The Bachelor and, and someone that you like and you're starting to fall for, um, dating other people, but until you're in that moment, you really don't know how you're going to feel and how you're going to react. So that's why I give the one, but I'm really not loving this from Victoria F and the, the, the formal part of their date the in the one-on-one. She's having trouble, trouble expressing really and, you know, just kind of talking about anything. And she, you know, I put walls up, but I get this. I relate to this. I've done this before and I'm like this um, in a way so I can relate to Victoria F. And it's one of those things where you can't help it. You don't know, you know, and I know that it seems ridiculous, but it's true. Like you don't want to act this way but you are, you know that it's ridiculous and wrong and you want to break out of, you know, this shell, this sort of funk that you're in. That's the best way I can describe it, but you just can't. Like it just takes time and and unfortunately sometimes it, you know, the passive aggressiveness and everything and it comes out sort of in the worst of times and this is kind of how it was going for Victoria F. But you know what? Nevertheless, there's good days and bad days. These things go in spurts um, and sometimes you really just can't help it. But nevertheless... They're able to talk it out enough to where they kind of reconcile things for now, and Victoria F. gets the rose. He continues to reward the drama. It's sort of like a junior, a lot of these girls, it's like a junior high relationship. It's, you know, second period. I hate him. He's a scumbag. We're done. We're never even going to talk again. We're never going to look in each other's direction again. And then by lunch, oh, we're in love. We're back on. He loves me again. You know, he sent me this beautiful text message and we exchanged awkward eye contact in the hallway and walked past each other without saying anything. It was just so romantic. It was like out of, out of a fairy tale. Oh, I just have butterflies. That's like how a lot of these relationships are. A lot of these girls are young. A lot of them are in for who knows what reasons. Reasons. I'm not accusing anyone of anything, but put the, put the pieces together here. And there's another date card. People are like, there's another date card. It seems like Christmas came early this year, but we got the infamous two-on-one date, and of course, it is Tammy and McKenna. And remember, this two-on-one is survival. There's no rose in the two-on-one. It's usually how it goes is there's a two-on-one date. One of them goes home, and one of them gets the chance to go to the rose ceremony. They are not safe. They just get the chance to go to the rose ceremony. So they come in and sit down. It's just McKenna and Tammy at this point. And McKenna's like, I have something to say. I know back at the house last week and, you know, just throughout all this, you said that I'm, you know, small and and weak. But you know what? You made me find my damn voice. You made me find my damn voice. And I'm just like, whoa. Like, and she's like, love wins. I'm like, whoa, just calm down. I don't know. First off, calm down. And love, love wins, like, I don't know if that is, like, your term to say. I don't really think that that is your thing, McKenna. Uh, so just take a chill pill. Uh, McKenna and Peter, they're talking, and, of course, she's just like, I just, you know, I need a chance, and, 
you know, it just makes no sense. You know, I, I just, I just want you to give me a chance and notice me and all these things. And I'm just like, you have to create your own chances. You have to put yourself out there. And I know it's tough. And if that's not your personality, and if that's not your thing, you know, stepping up and showing out and making your own chances and your own luck in group situations, well then, you knew what you were getting yourself into. I have no sympathy for you. This is something that you can totally avoid. It's called bachelor abstinence. It's called not going on The Bachelor. So I, I don't sympathize uh, with things like this. She makes zero sense when she just keeps saying that she needs a chance. It reminds me of Dale from Step Brothers when he wants to be a medical doctor, take over the family business, even though being a medical doctor isn't a family, taking over the family business. And he always just says, it's all about who you know. And McKenna's like, I just need a chance. That is her version of Dale's it's all about who you know. The only difference is McKenna is super annoying and Dale is really funny. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Tammy goes bye-bye. Tammy is gone. Uh, she's back to coach varsity boys wrestling or whatever she does. Oh, house flipping. That's right. How could I forget? Uh, McKenna stays. And when she's walking Tammy out, McKenna just has the biggest smile on her face. She's doing that thing. It's gone viral. She's just like, licking at the chops. She's just ready to go, but she's not safe. Remember, she's not safe. There's a cocktail party right before the rose ceremony. It's pretty chill, good conversation, including a good moment with Victoria P. Victoria P and Peter, I believe, are, are excuse me, Victoria F. Victoria P's gone. She's not back. Victoria F and Peter have a good conversation. They kind of reconcile things. They kind of bring it full circle, and they're, they're back to being in a good spot. Rose ceremony time. Pretty dramatic. Kelly gets the final rose. That means in this episode, we saw Sydney, McKenna, and Tammy all go home. So McKenna, like I said, remember, survive the two-on-one, but you don't get a rose. You just get the chance to go to the rose ceremony. She couldn't survive. She didn't have enough lives left. She survived the two-on-one, could not survive the rose ceremony. She is gone. So that was episode six. Before I wrap this up, I'm going to go over my power rankings at number one. Victoria F stays at number one, but in a very close second, it could be a 1A, 1B situation here. That's how close it is. Madison at 1B, Hannah Ann at number three, and number four, sort of out of nowhere, we're starting to see more of her. I, she has this charm about her. I really like her. Peter is starting to like her. Natasha, I don't think Natasha will make it to fantasy suites. Maybe she's a sleeper to make it to hometowns. I don't know. But where they're at right now, I like Natasha. I love her talking heads. She's pretty chill. She's pretty real. And, and Peter's starting to notice her. Peter's starting to show a liking in Natasha. And so am I. We're seeing more of Natasha and I really like her. So that's my power rankings for this week. 1A, Victoria F. 1B, uh, Madison, Hannah Ann, and Natasha. Thank you guys so much for watching. I will talk to you this coming Tuesday. All right, as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed. If you did, Apple, Spotify, or YouTube, wherever you may be listening or watching, please rate five stars, leave a friendly review, subscribe, and turn those notifications on so you never miss an episode. I know we're off of the interviews and the regular, regularly scheduled programs, but we're rolling with the Bachelor recaps right now, and that's what we're going to continue to do. Those are going to be coming your way every single Tuesday, the day after Monday Night Bachelor. Thank you guys again so much for listening, and I will talk to you on Tuesday.